on Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. Graduated from college a couple months ago now. I'm in need of a full-time job, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, I got the last installment of the Mike Trout debate with Dylan Short. So we're going to have him on. We're going to finish it up, and we're going to you know, get our last talking points in about Mike Trout. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll read to the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, here's the rest of that conversation between Dylan Short and I. Certain people can be elite at certain skills. Now, the difference is they're still that talented. The question is the value that's imparted. So, like, let's take Joey Gallo, for example. I think you and I can both agree Joey Gallo, best player on the Texas Rangers, definitely offensively. He, he's the guy in that lineup that you worry about. Now, he can't make consistent contact to save his life. This is a guy that's, you know, close to 40% strikeout rates. He's yeah, 30. He knows the line. He's yeah. yeah, but what he does is he recognized early on that he could hit 255 and hit, you know, 25 homers, or he could sell out for the power, hit 220, but hit 45 to 50 homers and be more valuable that way. It's more about – the way baseball has gone with the way pitchers have just absolutely exploded. Like if you ever want something fun, go to fan graphs and just take a look at average velocity and look at the velocity leaders from five years ago versus today. It's absolutely insane. The number of people that are throwing 95 plus. So when you get guys that are throwing like that, hitters can tell you all they like. And there's a certain few hitters that can probably see some stuff when you're looking at 95, you're just seeing a, like you're you're just seeing a blur. You're not yeah. picking out the individual seams. When you're facing a hundred, you're you're just guessing. So the the quality of your contact starts being a lot more important than the quantity. Uh, it, it's I don't really like using WAR to go back and compare a modern player versus a really old player, unless it's you know going to make my point look better. In which case, then I'll use it. But you know, realistically, it's not easy. It's 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 very inaccurate to compare, like, say, when, when you compare Mike Trout's war versus, say, we wanted to compare, let's just say Mike Trout and Ted Williams. Comparing the two would be very different because you're, you're kind of guessing at Ted Williams' numbers because nobody was around recording things like his range or his outs above average or things like that. It's total guesswork just by looking at tape. It's not it's not the same. So in that instance, when you're talking about older players, it might just be best to let older players be judged on what they were judged for at the time. Because the game is different now than it was then. Things that are valued now were things that were like, are totally different than things that were valued even 10 years ago. Just turn on a game that any former player is commentating, and you'll hear things like um, everybody's just trying to hit it out or – three true outcomes or why don't people bunt or things like that. You know, baseball has a pretty big problem of foreign players like to complain about the game a little too much rather than try to get people to actually like the game. But uh, that's a different topic. What, what you get is you get this kind of cross pollination where you get traditional fans 
who maybe don't like some of the advanced ones maybe get confused when they're looking at some of them. And that's perfectly fine because Lord knows it's hard to find. There's, there's th three accepted wars in general. You've got B war, which is baseball reference, which is what you quoted, which mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't use that one uh, mostly because Aubrey Huff uses baseball reference. If that looks <laughs> okay. baseball, baseball reference is like, it's really cool because you can see a lot of stats that you can't find on the other ones. But as far as your war values, fan graphs is generally the accepted one as far as being the better one for war. Um, but you can tell which sites value which higher. So like if you're looking at baseball reference, you'll tell that defensive players will generally have a higher war on baseball reference than they will on fan graphs. Um, catchers will have a much higher on fan graphs than they will on baseball reference because they tweak their algorithm for catchers to include uh, pitch framing. It's like there's no one right way to really gauge this stuff. And ultimately when you're talking about goats, Ultimately, it is all opinion. Unless you're telling me that these guys can face these guys directly in an isolated location, an isolated frame, and you can just see they get the exact same pitches and, and just do with it what you will. It's impossible to tell you which ones would be better because there's a million different variables. You just kind of look at the overall body of work. And uh, if, you're, if you're struggling trying to decide if you should use war or not, it's something you should definitely learn about. You def even if you don't want to use them, it's very important to learn advanced metrics. That way you will always know why GMs are making the moves that they're making because that is the prevalence in Major League Baseball right now is weighted runs created plus, war, WABA, OBP, and slug, and OPS. Those are generally the biggest traits that are looked at. For pitchers, you, you look at things like FIP instead of ERA because FIP, it takes the defense out of it. That way you don't have a pitcher like DeGrom who has – an historic season and just has the misfortune of being stuck with the flipping Mets or, you know, pitchers that do a great job getting ground balls, but have like any Reds pitcher that like Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray, I would imagine without looking at it at all, probably had a much better season than his ERA would indicate because that's the worst defense I've ever seen put behind a starting pitcher. It's there, there's a lot that goes into it, which is why so many people, get so locked into fighting each other when it comes to standard versus or traditional versus advanced metrics. Cause there's, you know, the way it is now there, there's no middle ground. You're, you're no. one or the other. You're, you're not allowed to be both. Okay. And then my final, I'll wrap it up with this on Mike Trout. Uh, Cause the, really the point of this is not to say Mike. I'm not discrediting Mike Trout as the best player in baseball. Cause I'm perfectly fine. If you believe that it's more of when people just, I don't think he's, clear in a way the best player in baseball i think in a particular season you can make an argument for someone else i think if you look at the numbers of the last two years you have a real argument for christian yelich at least offensively he, he's been a, a stud and you know you look at the ops look at the home runs look at any traditional stat or advanced stat you want and yelich is right there with a mike trout and then also when one thing i will say i, I will use war in my uh, argument against mike trout in this because looking at the defensive war Mike Trout has some pretty poor seasons, and I'm using baseball reference here. but uh, uh, That's the same thing across fan graphs. That's what I was saying. He's a guy that uh, he's been playing center field because they don't have a good option. Um, he really, realistically, should be in right field. It's probably would be best for his body long term. But that's also Trout. If Trout wants to be a center fielder, I'm not going to look at Trout and be like, no, you're playing here. I mean, it's, it's almost like that, that best player, if you're like, hey – maybe you should move positions like Joe Maurer when Joe Maurer was winning was an MVP player. I mean, 
everybody basically knew Maurer wasn't a good defensive catcher. You should probably move, but Maurer didn't want to move because he was a catcher. So, you know, you, you take it and you live with it. I get what you're saying. And actually, it's a point towards Trout that if he moved away from center field, his defensive numbers would jump way up. Uh, yeah. I like that you brought up Yelich. The difference is it's – I'm going to go back to LeBron here for a second. Um, it has to be – It's when you're talking about – like when you're talking LeBron versus uh, Kawhi Leonard or LeBron versus Steph Curry, for example, I think that's probably the most glaring one. That's the, I think that's probably the one that gets brought up the most is LeBron and Steph Curry. Well, Steph, you can make the case that a couple of the years, Steph was more valuable than LeBron, but he hasn't done it as long. Like for Mike Trout, he's never had a full season where he has not been, if not the best player in baseball, number two or number three. Same thing with LeBron. Since he's been in the league, he's never not been a top five player. That's where the difference is for these guys. Like, you'll see guys like Mookie and Yelich and Bregman, and they'll have these seasons where they just pop. The difference is Mike Trout has done that for almost a decade, and he's still only 28. Like, he's, he's just now in his physical prime. That's the scary part. If he stays healthy, your athletic prime is 28 to 32. Like, that's, that's ridiculous to me, that you, can be, that you can come in at 21 years old and do the things that Trout did or Acuna or – pick one of these young studs that to me is the essence of what makes Mike Trout so great is not just that he's done those things but that he's done them every single year he's been a big leaguer we'll be right back with more of that conversation after this but first let me tell you guys about rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain store front Wind or often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's continue that conversation between Dylan, Short, and I. Since he's come into the league, he's probably been the most consistent baseball player. And I think if you were told me if I had to draft a team and I knew I was getting a guy for 10 years, I probably would draft Mike Trout number one. But if you're telling me, you know, 
for one season who I think is going to give me, you know, peak value. I think I can make an argument for Mookie Betts or Christian Yelich saying their best version of themselves is better than a Mike Trout. And there are some other players you could look at in history who have started their careers, you know, pretty high, like Albert Pujols. You look at his first 10 years with the Cardinals, and you see the drop-off when he gets to the Angels. So we'll have to see if Mike Trout has some precipitous drop-off. I actually don't think he will. I think he'll probably keep up this trajectory just because of, like you said, his, his physical tools, his build. He just seemed like a guy who's built for a long haul way better than a guy like Albert Pujols. But I still need there, – there's still some things I need to see from the clutchness to just more things on a bigger stage. And just – he has the consistency. But if his career ended today, I don't think it, it's that much better than or even any better than like what Pujols did in his time with the Cardinals. So I do think I need to see more longevity from Mike Trout before – I'm firmly uh, putting him in that go conversation. I'll call him the uncrowned king for now. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's fine because the numbers and trajectory should put him in the argument. But there there are crazy things that we see happen in sports: freak injuries, uh, you know, just precipitous drop off. I mean, we look at King Griffey Jr. He should have been a guy that was in that conversation, and then he just kind of had a drop off, and he had some injury problems in his career as well. So we'll see if that happens to Trout, but. Just overall, do, do I think he's the best baseball player? And uh, do I think he's the best player in baseball? Yeah, probably. But do I think he's head and shoulders above? Do I think it's indisputable? That's I don't think I, I don't think I agree with that. And I don't think I'll put him in the same conversation as a LeBron or Brady until he gets some more at least team success or even just personal postseason success. He doesn't have to win the World Series, but if he shows up and he bats 350 in a postseason, just everyone else around him sucks. Then I then at least I could say, you know what, Mike Trout showed up and he played like Mike Trout. What if he makes it this year in the 60-game season and he goes off and hits like 400? Are you going to count that? Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not putting an asterisk on this season. I'm a guy who – I, I want less games. I don't know if 60 games is the right number for baseball, but if you told me we were playing 100 games, I'm down to cut 60 games from a baseball season. So, to me, it really doesn't matter because even after 162 games, the teams are still so close. We're still, you know – within a half game of each other, you know, so many teams. So I don't think it really matters. Uh, 100 games, 162, I think 80 games. I don't think none of it matters. I think at the end of the day, the the results are going to be the results. And if Mike Trout, you know, in 60 games, you know, goes on a tear like he normally does during the regular season and he keeps it up in the in the postseason, maybe wins the World Series, then I might update my opinion and say, let's put Mike Trout in that conversation. But until I, I can see it on the big stage, I'm not ready to put him in there yet just because he could be a Clayton Kershaw. And Kershaw has just struggled heavily. We saw him, you know, in his recent postseason where he, he came in, he gave up like two home runs off two pitches. And if Mike Trout goes up there and he goes like 0 for 20 with like 12 strikeouts, now I'm going to have to say, you know what, he, he's not as good as we think he is. I mean, I, I can respect your opinion. I don't agree. But uh, we'll meet back here when, when it's all said and done. And we'll, we'll take a look back. One of us will be right and one of us will be wrong. That's – that's the fun thing about baseball, man. It's the fun thing about sports in general. There's so many different ways that it can end up. Like, you kind of always have to stay in the moment when you're talking about major sports because, I mean, Todd Gurley, it just turns on a dime. Yeah, and that that's overall – that's my overall point. Until I see the full-body work from Mike Trout – I can say – I think I'm comfortable saying I could see a trajectory and a path where he gets to that go conversation, but I'm not sh- entirely sure he's there right now. But, no, if I see the body work for another six years with that postseason success, like I keep saying, I don't think – I think it would be undeniable to not put him in that conversation. 
Uh, I, I'm with you on it. I, I still think he is. Uh, I have no problem saying that he's the best player I've ever seen. I have no problem saying he's the most talented player, but we'll, we'll see if the numbers bear it out, uh, bear it out in the long run. All right, Dylan, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having this Mike Trout debate. Uh, I wish you was a little bit more a pro-war. I really wish that was your main argument. Uh, that, that was my – so many people are just – no, that's their main argument when they say uh, Mike Trout's the greatest. So I, that that's what was kind of the premise of my whole anti-Mike Trout argument. But I had a lot of other numbers to back me up. But I really wish you would dove into a little bit more of the war. But thanks for coming on today. And uh, it was really great chopping it up and arguing about Mike Trout. Yeah, no problem, man. All right, we'll probably we could we could re uh, reconvene on this topic later in the season. You know, maybe the playoffs roll around and Mike Trout's not there again. We could maybe talk about that. Yeah, if Mike Trout ends up in the playoffs, you best believe I'm gonna be hitting you up. Be like, all right, cool, let's see these numbers. All right, if Dylan. he plays, if he plays, it's not certain that he's actually gonna play this year. That is true. We'll see. And yeah, he he has been talking about not playing, but if he does, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll probably put up the same kind of uh, B stats that he normally does. Death taxes and the best players in the sports dominating. That's, you know, like clockwork. That is true. That's Dylan Short of the Locked On Braves. Thanks for hopping on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast today, Dylan. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. No problem. All right. I just hit pause on my audition. Okay. Save mine. Yeah, that was long. 50, about 55 <laughs> yeah. minutes. That, yeah, was, I know. that was way longer. I have, a, I have a tendency to do that. No worries. I, I came I, – I was – I've been breaking this down with my roommate for the last few days. We've just been hours just diving into a lot of stats. So, I'm glad you came with your own arsenal, and that was a, a fun topic today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I am a war guy. I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to – I don't like when people try to debate me with stuff that, like, I don't use. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same effect. So, I figured I'd be nice. Okay, that makes sense. All right. I'll attach this here. Yeah, whenever you could send that to me, that would be perfect. Because, um, I mean, we'll see. I might, I might use it today. I might just record something right now and post. So we'll see. All right. It's probably gonna take a little bit because my internet is slow as balls. But no worries. I'll probably make this. I mean, this fifty minutes. I'll probably have to. Definitely make this like three or four episodes, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm just – have you been doing three a week? I've been doing three days a week, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Are the days I've, been, I've been horrible about doing it right now. I've got a few different other things on my plate. Oh, really? I know uh, you said you have a child like on the way. Do you know, yeah, uh, yeah, like we're, we're within the range of it. Like the inducement – like July 28th is the inducement date. Like he's not here before then. That's when he's going to be here, but we're – He's he's already grown full term, so it could literally be any day. Wow. Do you have a name for the your son? Yep. yep. Carter. Carter Maddox. Wow. Look at that. All right. Congrats. Uh, congrats, Dylan. That's really exciting stuff. This is your first child? Appreciate it. it is. So, uh, wow. Entering <laughs> fatherhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta, I got to train him up right, too. Trout's having a kid at the same time, and my kid's got to be better than his. Okay. Yeah. Just don't teach him about the advanced stats. We, we're all about the batting average here. All I'm going to teach him is just win. Just be better. Yeah, yeah. All right, Dylan. It was a great talk today. I really appreciate you coming on and arguing. Uh, with yeah, me. man. Any anytime. I'm always I'm always good for stuff like that. All right. Thank you, and I hope uh, hope you see your son soon. Have a great <laughs> rest of your day. Appreciate it, man. Had a had a fun time. Yeah. No worries. Me too. Talk to you later. Later, bud. 
Thank you to Dylan Shore for hopping on this week's pod to talk about Mike Trout and continue that great debate. I, I love having guests on. I love debating. It really, you know, fuels my fire. And next week, probably on Monday, I'm going to have TJ Matthewson in to continue the debate of how overrated Mike Trout is. I'm going to give him a quick bludgeoning, so be on the lookout for that. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to this week's edition of Pods. Hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, and just doing what you can to make a difference and start moving this country in the direction that we all want to see it to go. Stay safe, everyone. Peace!